Well, welcome to the front porch. This is Lewis Love, and y'all ain't gonna believe who I'm on the porch with <laughs> today. You can tell by his laughter, can't you? You can tell who it is. You don't ever forget that that laugh. <laughs> the infamous <laughs> Tony Carter. What's up, brother? What's up, man? What's up, man? What's up? Long time no sit, bro. Oh, my goodness, man. Lemonade done got stale. The, no, man. The, no. The, the iced tea, man. It's some faded. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's good to see you, man. It's good to yeah, be back. Man, how you doing? Here. How you doing? I'm doing well, Carter. I'm doing good, man. Uh, you know, I think we all, you know, are kind of joined in together in this in this uh difficult season that we're in with the health crisis about and all that, that. Snow y'all got up there, man. oh man no oh, that ain't nothing i'm talking about the health crisis doc you know i'm used to the snow man what's um what's eight or ten inches of snow between us friends right yeah brother you the one that ran from it man that's that's, that's a big thing between us friends but man <laughs> Carter, y'all know, so you guys know his history. He's up there in Michigan where the real ministry was being done, and Woo! and he took off down there for the for the balming weather of of Hialeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he hasn't looked back. <laughs> Not at all. Like Satchel Page said, because they might be gaining on me. No, 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 bro. <laughs> Oh goodness, man, goodness! Yeah, I, I had a call from an from an old friend. I hadn't talked to him in oh goodness years. Went to church together years ago, and he found me on the internet. And he called, and uh, he was from up here, and he he retired, and he went down near Raleigh, and he retired, and he said I had to decide why I want to come back up to Indiana. He said and shovel snow. So he's 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 in Frisco, Texas. Uh, see, that's right, bro. <laughs> that's an easy decision. What a wimp! What a wimp! That's an easy decision, bro. Yeah, we're so, <laughs> so yeah, man. Piece of snow is not not much at all, man. But um, you guys doing okay down there at East Point, man? How are things going with East Point Church? East Point Church, man. Oh man, you know it's going it's going well, man. As the Lord would have it, you know. Um, in the midst of everything that's going on um, with the pandemic and and socially, man, and having to make so many different adjustments, you know, to our life and yeah. and our uh, fellowships and church, you know, and all the difficulties that come with that. Uh, but you know, that's something we're all having to deal with, man. And um, you know, you're having to, you know, just trust the Lord through it. It hasn't been easy, as you know, but uh, you know, there's been challenges, but you know. God is good. And as the Lord would have it, man, we are, East Point is marching on, man. Amen. Amen, brother. And in the, in the midst of all of this, man, you're still writing books. Yeah, so. yeah. By, the, by God's grace, man, I still have, um, you know, some semblance of a sound mind. So. That can, uh, <laughs> you know, that can put a few thoughts together and, and hopefully encourage somebody, man. So, yeah. Well, you know, um, so 2018, Running from Mercy, your book Run on Jonah, yeah, and uh, and now this new one that uh, it's coming out twenty first February, or is it already? Has it already? February third. February third. That's uh, February. So that's so about time people hear this podcast. The yeah, book will yeah. be out. 
So, yeah. folks, you can go out there and get you a copy of, of Dying to Speak, yeah. Meditations from the Cross, right? Right, yeah. I wrote so, it with uh, one of our elders, Lee Fowler, good friend. Yeah. Elder Deacon. here at East Point Church. Oh, he, Lee's elder now. Yeah, he's elder. Elder Fowler. So, yeah, we would have had Lee on, folks, but we, I couldn't afford Lee. <laughs> Carter came on because we're friends. <laughs> That's right. Carter, you know what? Let me let me tell you this this story, man. You you've had you know this. People know this that know that know you and I, or the profound influence you've had on my life and in so many ways. I, but I think back to this young man, um, Michael Post, Elder Grant's grandson. You remember him? Yeah, man, I remember Mike. So one time when we were um, we were having the New Life Conference. And so we had the bookstore set up, and in between, in between sessions, folks go over to the <clears throat> bookstore. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not sure which book of yours had just come out, but you had one out, Thabiti had one out, and um, they were sitting there on the, on the, uh, you know, on the book table, and Michael was just, you know, browsing through the books, and uh, and he picked it up, and uh, he said, "Wait a minute," took a double take. He said, Pastor Love, come here, come here. I, I said, yeah, Michael. He said, Anthony J. Carter. He said, is that Pastor Carter? I said, yeah, that's, yeah, Pastor Carter. You were the next room, I think. I said, that's right, Pastor right. Carter. He's known you for a couple of years. Right, he said, right. I can't believe it. I know somebody who wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think it had, I think it had, I think it, had, I think it was kind of a double impact on Michael. I think one, because again, yes, he knew someone who wrote a book. But yeah. I think also because he knew a black man yeah. who wrote a book. And I think even, I think there's a third piece to that, a black man who is a Christian, a pastor who wrote a book. Yeah. And it yeah. just blew Mike, Mike, it just blew him away. It, he mm -hmm. just, yeah. He's, I don't think he's ever been the same. Wow. Yeah, man. And so wow. I, I, I tell you that story, man, to, to ask you a question. So, because, um, well, let me just ask. So why do you write books, Carter? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons, you know, um, it's one of the reasons that I, I write. And I think that um, anybody who can write should write um, so that uh, the generation that comes behind us can be inspired to do so. Mm -hmm. You know, um, unfortunately, historically, um, African-Americans... Uh, we're not able to leave a long legacy of, um, of literature and literacy, um, you know, because of the nature of um, life and oppression in America, you know. And so a lot of our history has been oral history. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but thankfully, um, once, um, you know, literacy was allowed and um, our people began to really grasp hold of it. We began to leave that, that legacy, but even within, um, you know, kind of Christianity and religious circles, that legacy wasn't as much as it was maybe out in the broad sense. And so we have a responsibility as, um, you know, as Christians and particularly as African-American Christians uh, to leave some sense of a legacy of thought and idea of experience, um, of you know what the Lord has done, what the Lord has taught us, what the Lord, how the Lord has brought us, and mm -hmm. uh, you know to inspire the next generation um, to do the same. Yeah, you know I want I want the generation to come behind us to be able to pick up um, books by African American men and women 
and get their perspective on things, get their understanding and experience on things, as well as, um, you know, being able to get the perspectives and experiences of others. So that's one of the reasons why I write. I write because um, I think we have a, if you can, I think you should, uh, because you have a responsibility to do it. Interesting, because, and and you're focusing in on picking up and reading a book. Yeah. Because the way technology is today, you can leave, you can leave an, an, an oral legacy. Right. Yeah. And it could be it can be captivating. I mean, you can hear people. But I think that you're pressing into the, the whole idea and the need for uh, folks to be reading. Right. Right. Reading. Right. And, and which which is which is which is slowly becoming a lost art. Sad because yeah, we couldn't, because we weren't allowed really, that's to. Really, yeah. That's really the only way that you're going to have an effective conversations with um, those in history who were not able to leave a oral mm-hmm. uh, record of themselves. You know, one of my favorite, um, uh, one of my favorite uh, persons in history is Abraham Lincoln. You know, mm-hmm. and I've read, I mean, countless. Um, biographies on Lincoln and have Lincoln's writings that I've, I've read. And uh, I mean, I don't, ha- I don't have a uh, recording of Lincoln. You nope. know, I don't know how Abraham Lincoln sounded. Nope. You know, the only way to have a conversation with Lincoln is to read him and to read those who write about him. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoy it. I enjoy it greatly. I enjoy it greatly. And so there is a sense where, yeah, today, uh, we have the opportunity to leave oral histories, um, but uh, some things, man, are, are really best captivated and, and captured rather um, through the written media, sure, and, and therefore taken up and reading. I um, I, I can't think of the author's name, but I'm I'm reading this book called Reader Come Home, and she's mm. talking about what reading does to the brain and how um, it trains the brain in ways that listening to, you know, oral record does not do, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so even, even with that, even with, um, the, the good work that it does for the mind. Right. And, um, yeah. And I just, uh, yeah. So I, I'm encouraging, uh, folks, uh, Jeremiah is, is currently doing a, um, he's reading, uh, Blight's book on Frederick Douglass. And, uh, he will be, it's like, he'll be doing a report on that for me. Yeah, okay. so that yeah. One, uh, is that the book by Blight? I think yeah. it's by Blight. D- David Blight. Yeah, man. Uh yeah. Uh and so beautiful. That's man, that's extensive. Woo. Yes. But you know, that's Jeremiah, you know, he's been he's been he's been reading for a long right. <laughs> a long time and uh and so, you know, years ago we didn't have to to compete with um video and uh, video games and all that kind of stuff, but as he got older, you know, I had to compete with that, but he never he's never lost his love for reading. So, hey man, I want I want what I want I want to report on 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 this book. So he's oh okay I'm gonna check it out man. So <laughs> so now uh, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, it's important. I think it's important. Carter, let me ask you this um, about this book in particular. Um, right. Who do you hope reads the book? Who do you want to read reading the book? Uh, well, uh, I think first and foremost, um, I'm hoping that. You know, those um, within my immediate 
fellowship and church mm. would be inclined to uh, to read it. You know, I write uh, first and foremost with um, the people in my local church in mind. Right. Um, I'm writing to communicate to them, uh, to encourage them. Because really, Lou, I, it's my conviction that I, I can't expect any more people to really care about what I got to say, except for the ones the Lord has put in my immediate sphere of influence, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and they're not always interested. And they're not always interested. <laughs> <laughs> but at least they actually walk through the door. They do, man. They act like they're interested, right? <laughs> they act like they're <laughs> and so if I can, you know, if I can feed them, if I can encourage them, um, you know, if I can cause them to, in some new way, um, you know, behold the grace and the mercy of, of God through mm. Christ, then, um, you know, I'm, I'm encouraged by that. And so, um, you know, first and foremost, I would hope that um, they would take it up and, and read it and, 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 and hear a familiar voice um, within it and be, and be encouraged by that. Uh, and then beyond that, you know, if the Lord so pleases to encourage um, the broader church, you know, and Christian community um, with something that might be written in there, then uh, praise God. And I would hope that it would be um, encouraging. I would hope that it would, um, you know, offer people another look, a different perspective, perhaps a look at uh, who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for us. Um, and in that sense, um, uh, be be something of, um, of food for the uh, soul of the church. And so, you know, that's, that, that's primarily where I'm writing. Yeah. That's cool, man. I, 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 when I, um, when I came across your title, right. Mm. I said to myself, man, if I ever write another book, I'm going to contract Carter, come up, <laughs> to come up with a title for the book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Dying to speak, Dying to speak. meditations, yeah. From the cross, right, man. Where you get that from, man? <laughs> that's, yeah, man. That, that, you know that's interesting, man. Um, I don't know, man. Um, you know, I've um, when I began the project, and I've always been fascinated by, um, you know, um, our Lord's words uh, from the cross, and and I don't know, man. I was just uh, meditating on it and writing, jotting some things down, and um, you know, it just just came to me, man, dying to speak. And, uh, wow. It's, it's, I, uh, I was impressed that the publisher went with it. Normally when I, uh, when I write a book and I send it in and I send the title to the publisher, um, they usually change it, you know? Um, but, um, they stuck with this one, man. They, they, they thought it was, um, you know, pretty intriguing as well. So. No, I, 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 the title, the title is, is gripping. It grabs you. And, um, Having grown up in the preaching tradition mm. of the black church, right? Um, either you've been in services on the last words of Jesus, or you right. have participated in right. services uh, on the last words of Jesus. And I got to tell you, man, you know, it's going to tell the truth because we on the front porch, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Some cats made a hash of that, man. <laughs> <laughs> of course, man. Of course. Man. You know, man. So, some of that stuff is like, I don't of think course. Jesus. I don't think Jesus wants you talking, making his words mean that, brother. <laughs> I don't think Jesus had that in mind when he said that, right? Oh, so, man. No so, doubt, yeah. man. so, man, the, the last words of Christ, man, is just it's it's a it's almost a tradition of preaching. Yeah. Yeah. In the black church in particular. Yeah. So I'm excited yeah. about uh, just 
passing it out, even maybe to some brothers who are who are who are who are on them programs where they do the the seven right. last words or the right. last words of Christ. So Carter, let me um, let let me ask you this then. Now, I know we're not going to give the book away, right? To, to, I'm going to tell everybody everything about the book, but man, <laughs> give just give a just give us a hint of what folks can expect. You know, from I know you and both you and Lee wrote it together, right? Um, so give us right. a hint of what we could expect. Well, I think um, you know, understanding that. Um, Everything that Jesus did, right, and everything that Jesus said, you know, um, he did and he said uh, for the glory of the Father and for the good of his people, you know. And so he did it in that sense for us, you know. He lived for us. uh, He died for us. Mm. um, Mm. And in that sense, also, he spoke for us. When he is on the cross, he spoke for us. And every aspect of his words, they are very intentional. You know, he's not delirious, you know, he's not, uh, you know, there's not just mumble jumble coming out of his mouth. You know, these words were spoken with intent, intent to communicate something about who he is, but also something about what he has done for us. Uh, And so the book is written with an intent of not only relating, uh, relaying what Christ, um, of who Christ is, but also relaying as a result of what Christ said, what are we now to be? Mm, mm. Right. And so you get into the whole idea of the gospel indicative and imperative. And what you hear in Christ's words, you know, um, uh, just are the imperatives that he gives us, you know, um, and these things that he tells us, you know, um, be forgiven. You know, um, be reconciled, be comforted, you know, um, um, be saved, you know, seven, the seven B's he gives to us on the cross, man. Uh, And what are we to do? And then believing and trusting in Christ, um, we and and his last words on the cross, we receive the grace of God and the mercy of God Mm. unto the gospel, unto eternal life, you know. Right, right. That's what that's what the. That's what the book is trying to communicate, you know, be who Christ has declared us to be from the cross. Mm. So, so, so in a, um, in, in the way, in the way you framed uh, the chapters demonstrates that, yeah, there was, there was sharp, clear intent. Right. On, on Jesus's part in these last words. Right. Not willy nilly. Not the last words of a distressed person. That's right. You know, that's right. Um, that's right. Where they're, you know, breathing their last, you know, some kind of panic. Wasn't a panic, right. but nope. very, very intent on on what he said to us from the cross. Mm. Right. Interesting. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So, so, were you going to say? I don't want to cut you no. off. No, go ahead. No, you know. I'm saying you were correct. Yeah. So, um, that you gave us like the. <clears throat> The general theme, the flow, are are there some subtle themes or details in the book that maybe the average reader might not pick up on, but you you really enjoyed weaving those things in there? Yeah, man, I think the whole idea 
of um, of dying, right? Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. what happens to us at death, you know, and um, how um, so much of our <clears throat> dying circumstances out of our control. And not only are, is it out of our control, but um, a lot of times we are out of our control, right? right. <laughs> so, right, right, right. <laughs> right. And and so you just you know you kind of get that every now and then as as you go through this little book, you 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 hear hints of that. Um, and yet Jesus never was man. There was never any sense, you know, that he was not in control of the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so I kind of I make the point in the book that um, uh, Shakespeare said that most people live quiet, desperate lives. Right. Mm -hmm. But um, Jesus is quiet, got loud at his death Mm. as he shouted. Right. Mm. He shouted from the cross. What? (laughs) Father, yeah, right. into your hands I commit my spirit. Yeah. Confident, confident. Sure. His confidence got louder as he died. It is Most finished. Most of our confidence right. just gets smaller. Yeah, man. Yeah, it does. It's quieter. Because we checking out. <laughs> right. His got louder. And I think that's the illustration for us to see that as Christians. The closer we get to death, the, the bigger our confidence should grow. Mm. Mm. You know, the closer we get, the more confidence we should have. Right. And it should get louder and yeah. louder. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. That... Things like that, man. Those, those subtle things like that. That. Um... Well, that's huge, man. That's huge, right? Because <laughs> it's like, because <laughs> you know, we don't have. I mean, you know, the twenty first, you know, twenty first century, man. We still. Just don't. I'm talking about Christians now. Right. I'm not going to lay some kind of burden on unbelievers uh, when it comes to death. Um, they have, you know, a myriad of philosophies that they deal with. Right. Well, not for the Christian belief, right, but one. Right. You know, <laughs> I am the resurrection and the life, right? And so, you know, this is huge because even today so many Christians um, have difficulty uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to death, when it comes to dying, now, Carter, you know, and I both know, it is an unusual <laughs> circumstance, right? Sure. Something we've never experienced before. So we're not going to ride sure. out of here on our high horse as if though we have this thing, but they're under control. But there are truths, and there is our Savior. Yes. You know, who we who we listen to, who we look to, who we live in and who we die in. Right. right? And uh, and the fact, man, you know, like I said, that's huge because the fact that (laughs) Jesus is in. And we know because he because he was resurrected. Right. But that's after his death. Right. (laughs) You're talking about (laughs) on the way in. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. he's shouting from the cross. He's shouting from the cross. Yeah, he's shouting from the cross. Oh, that's, that's that he that makes shout- me want to preach, boy. Go <laughs> 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 make me get my hoop on up in here. <laughs> oh goodness, man, goodness. So so man, that's rich. And so and so uh okay, I've got two more questions. I could go this could go on forever. Right, right. Um, but right. I got two more questions. So 
Um, and this comes from Isaac, from Isaac Adams. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Right. Shout, out, shout out to Isaac. Isaac, Isaac. Isaac, Isaac. Isaac. <laughs> you know, Curtis, Curtis, Curtis' uh, wife is Latino, right? She's Hispanic. Right. And they, they, they say the name is pronounced Isak. Isak. So anyway, Isak <laughs> <Esoch> Adams. <laughs> he, he, he says every author has some parts of their writing, um, you know, that because um, it's long that they have to that they have to cut out. Did you have to cut anything out of the book to cut to trim, to trim it down, Carter? And if so, what, what, what were some of the hardest things for you to cut? Um, yeah, I mean, there's always trimmings that you cut off, and most of it is just fat anyway, so. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't hard for you to cut it? <laughs> no, not really. I okay. mean, it's hard because, you know, it's yours, but it's your fat, really. <laughs> And if you just, you know, if you're honest, you probably need to be, it's probably need to be cut just on a side note. I mean, I read a lot of books, man, and a lot of it is fat. And, like, uh, like they, like, they could have cut that out, right? They cut that out. <laughs> but I get it. The, the, the publisher wanted 200 pages, not 150. <laughs> so you had to put something in <laughs> You crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> So I get it, man. I get it. I get it. But you're um, right, though, man. You're right. Sometimes you'll you read like, yeah. oh, dude, I could have been done with this chapter, man. And went on, I could have been right. asleep by now, right? right. I'm, trying to wait, I'm trying to stay up, read this chapter. I could have been done, man, three pages right. ago. That's right. So, um, yeah, that's things you you wish you could have left in there. But, um, you know, in the final analysis, probably best that it was cut. Um you know, there's 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 a part in there, man, that you know, even today as I go back and read it over, I kind of wish I had left, I had gotten in there, um, but then I didn't, and it's just the whole, uh, just a little reference, which I might have put a little reference in there to seven, that there's seven mm-hmm. uh, last things from the cross, yeah, right, and uh, uh, and kind of this this role that the number seven plays, sure you know, in the scriptures and um, not wanting to make too much of it and not wanting to draw too much of a conclusion about what that might be saying about Christ on the cross. But there could be, I don't know if you can, you have to say, right? You have to say that seven is important because you just can't ignore it. I mean, it's all over the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, right? right. That's right. Yeah. Seven there. It's there, man. (laughs) So, uh, but then not wanting to get too sidetracked on that, man. Because you, you can. Because you can. Because you can, you Brad. Can, you Because yeah. you can. <laughs> you know, but you're good, though, especially for um, for every every black Baptist boy's going to read the book. Because they know it was seven last words. <laughs> because it was seven preachers always right. <laughs> assigned right. to Taz. Seven right. of us. In, right. the, in the same service, right? The same church. <laughs> We all had like about fifteen minutes, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's all right. You, yeah, but yeah, the significance of the number, yeah, I could see how you would might have wanted to weave that in, but I can also could see how right. it could kind of lead you off someplace else that you really didn't want to go, right. and what you were stressing, especially with the huge, the huge impact of the uh, intent of Jesus in the right. words that he was speaking. 
Yeah. Right. You know, I'm like, yeah, uh, that's that's just going to be I, I can't wait uh, for folks to give feedback on how that ministered to them. Yeah. Um, OK. OK. All right. Because, again, folks, I could talk to this man all day. And we have, we have talked yeah, right. for a better part of the wee morning. hours, <laughs> late in the midnight hour. Yeah, boy. <laughs> right. But, but I do, I do have, I do have uh, maybe, okay, one more. I know you've influenced me and I've only written one thing and it was for you actually under, in the book that, uh, that you, that oh. you edited. Right. Yeah. And, um, but um, yeah. yeah, man, the glory road. Uh, the Glory Road. I saw it. I saw it out there. Somebody put it out there. Um, somebody referenced it. Yeah. I think it was in a pejorative way, though, Carter. How soon we forget. How soon we forget. So anyway. Um, these, things, these things come back around. They come back around. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, man, look, who, 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 influence, who influence, influences you for writing? Dead, oh, dead and alive. What's that? Dead and alive. Dead and alive. Dead and alive. Yeah. So I know uh, folks want to know that about Carter, man. I know. I know people are dying to know who, who influenced this man has influenced so many people. Who influenced you? Yeah. Um, oh man, that is that is that is a good question. Um, you said just influence me, like writing. Influence you in your writing. To, right. e- either to write, either what you write, um, or okay. just, yeah, or just, you know, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it might just be an overall influence on you, period. Right. That, well, yeah, I mean, those, those, are, those are two different things. Yeah. As far as influence, period, and influence in, in, uh, in writing. Yeah, I want to be specific to okay. writing. Okay. Yeah. Writing. Right. Yeah. So um, I think my first first kind of Christian writing influence had to be um, like J.I. Packer. OK. Right. Um, I mean, just um, his ability to 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 write um, deep truths, man, mm. in a very comprehensible way, mm. you know. And so um, I remember when I read Knowing God. Uh, you know, I just man. thought, man, this is the greatest thing. Still is. <laughs> and I've read, yeah, man. man. Still and, is. <laughs> and then after that, man, I just read everything that I could get my hand on by J.I. Packer. <laughs> you know, and he was he he was just such a great communicator um, through writing, man. And um, you know, I just always, you know, um, wanted to see myself as being able. Um, to do that. Um, mm. And then on a personal level, level, you know, my own brother, man, my older brother. Um, That's right. That's right. Brother, yeah. Um, who's incarcerated at the moment. But um, he has been a writer from the beginning, man. Wow. And um, even while he's been in prison, man, he's written a couple novels, written plays. You know, he still writes. Uh, he, he keeps a blog that he writes and on everything uh, cultural and political. Uh, and he sends me everything that he writes. And um, and just as a young boy growing up, he's, you know, he's quite a bit older than me. And so, but um, he was, he's always been such a good writer, such a good thinker. Mm. 
even when he thinking about bad stuff, he was a good thinker. He was good. <laughs> <laughs> you're a good thinker. You know you're a good thinker if you think good about right. bad stuff. Right, right. I mean, like, man, what you thinking about? <laughs> he said, I don't know, but it's good. <laughs> it's good thinking. Man, what were you thinking? Dude, come on. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, yeah, man. So he was just such, he's such a good writer. You know, and um, and so he kind of just encouraged me to write um, both, um, you know, literally encouraged me to do it. But just by his example, too. Wow. uh, Encouraged me to write. And so um, I've always wanted to be a writer in some sense. And when the Lord saved me, then, uh, you know, that kind of transition became natural, natural for me in that sense. Yeah, that is that's really that's beautiful, man. Really, <clears throat> you think of your older brother, and yeah. even, even in his current condition, right, he still has this profound influence on you. That's 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 amazing, and uh, yeah, it's it's really yeah, it's kind of it's kind of sweet, bro. <laughs> it, really, it really is. That's that's really that's really nice, man. And uh, that you would shoot a shout out to him like that. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, man, I can't. I can't. Uh, I don't have time to tell people. Right. How much you've influenced me? <clears throat> yeah, I just it's mutual, man. It's been a it's been a uh, mutual admiration society. Man, I I uh, I have benefited the most <laughs> between <laughs> us, and I'm grateful I'm, and glad. I'm looking forward to the book, folks. It's yeah. gonna, it's out there. Um, wherever you buy your books, right? Yep. And uh, dying to speak. Meditations from the Cross by Anthony Carter and Lee Fowler. Lee Fowler. I'll wait for you to say his name, bro. Lee. <laughs> Elder Lee Elder. Fowler. Lee Fowler. Yes, Play, plays a mean bass, too. Plays <laughs> That's a mean, right. Plays, plays a mean, mean bass, bass man. <laughs> He's going to appreciate you saying that. I know, man. <laughs> That's another. I have reasons to come to East Point Church uh, when I'm in Atlanta. And uh, you, of course, you, Adrian, and Phil, and and all the people, yeah. and uh, and then the band, the band, <laughs> Alan, <laughs> Alan, and the band, <laughs> with Lee on the bass, man. Yeah, man, Carter, so good to see you. Brother. You too, man. So glad you joined us up here on the on the porch. We're going we're going to chat again real soon. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, man, we'll chat again. But Let's until then, until yeah. then, folks. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for joining us on the porch, and we'll talk to you next time.